0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily
1: podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, December 31st, I'm your host Jack Bushman, you can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're listening to today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast, you can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, it'll help me out tremendously and it's all for free. Wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds, and if you go and follow the show right now, again, for free, if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, what's up, everyone? Thanks for checking into the second part of today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you haven't gone and checked out part one yet, I highly recommend doing so first because that way you'll be all up to date on. Everything, And you'll know what I'm talking about as I dive into all of the latest Blackhawks news that came out earlier this morning. And there's a lot to discuss before heading into this weekend, folks. On the show today, I'll go over the Blackhawks finally returning to game action for the first time in two weeks as they take on the Nashville Predators tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m. Central Time. I'll also get into goaltender Kevin Lankinen being placed into COVID-19 protocol this morning, putting the Blackhawks in quite a predicament heading into their weekend back-to-back. Colin Delia and Arvid Soderblom are now the two goaltenders left on the active roster. All that and more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. To open things up today, though, folks, let's get into a quick preview of tomorrow's game on New Year's Day against the Nashville Predators. As I said, that's the first game for the Blackhawks in two weeks. Their last action was on December 18th against the Dallas Stars, which resulted in that disappointing four-to-three overtime loss for the Hawks. That was their last game, which is pretty crazy to think about. But with four consecutive games postponed due to COVID-19, that leads us to what is technically the second meeting in the Hawks' last three games against the Preds. And going back to that meeting on. December December 17th, the day before that 4-3 loss to the Dallas Stars, that was also a a pretty discouraging defeat for the Blackhawks, because Nashville was down eight players, including Ryan Johansson, Nick Cousins, Michael Granlund, and a couple of their defensemen were out as well, along with all of their NHL coaches, and they were on the back end of a back-to-back, and still the Milwaukee Admirals coaching staff, along with basically half of their roster, managed to get the best of the Blackhawks at the United Center. I mean, talk about embarrassing. In total, the Hawks finished with 19 shots on goal in that one. And it was honestly a miracle of its own that they found the back of the net two times against UC Sorrow, someone who's given them fits over the past couple of seasons. In all, it was it was just bad, bad, bad. And at that time, that was actually uh, also Nashville's final game before the Christmas pause. Uh, But after that win for the Preds, that put them at seven consecutive wins despite being without a handful of their players. And they had also won 10 of their last 13 total. I mean, they were red hot heading into that holiday break. But after having nearly two weeks off, just like the Blackhawks, the Preds returned to action earlier this week, and they dropped both of their games. They had a back-to-back, lost both of them to the Capitals, and then lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets in a shootout last night. So they have definitely now cooled off a little bit, and with the Blackhawks having dropped both of their final games in OT before the pause, it's pretty crucial for them to get off to a good start here once they get going again, because looking at their record, 11-15-4 through their first 30 games, they still have... A ton of ground to catch up on if they have any hopes of the postseason. And they really can't afford to dig themselves into any bigger of a hole. So um, I I expect this, per usual, to be another close contested matchup between the Blackhawks and Predators, both of which are trying to get back to their winning ways. It should be a super fun matchup in Nashville to kick off 2022. But getting into the Blackhawks' projected lineup for tomorrow's contest, folks, starting with the forward group, as I've talked about on the show all week long, the Hawks stuck with the same four lines in all four practices this week. So I have no reason to believe they are going to change things up in any way during this game tomorrow afternoon against the Preds. I expect to see Debrinkit and Kane skating on the top line with Henrik Borgstrom, which is a huge opportunity for him. Definitely ooh, excuse me, definitely uh, the biggest chance that Borgstrom has received here so far in his first season with the Blackhawks. And if Borgie, if, if he can somehow find a home up there and make the most of this opportunity, I really think that will do wonders for the rest of this offense because Dabrinkin and Kane really have not found a consistent center to play with so far this season. They've been jumbling back and forth. They've even been split up from time to time. If Borgstrom can come in there and be consistent and kind of solidify that top line, that'll do wonders to the rest of rest of this Blackhawks offense. And I also think it'll help take the pressure off of Kirby Doc a little bit because he won't have to jump right in and and be a consistent point producer inside this Blackhawks top six. Then, the second line, I expect to see Brandon Hagel, Jonathan Taves, and Dylan Strom remain together as well, and I've talked about how I think that's a perfect place for Stromer to be in the lineup, in an effective scoring role alongside other offensive-minded guys. And I also think uh, Hagel and Taves have kind of found some solid chemistry together in those last couple of games prior to the Christmas pause. I thought those two... We're starting to click a little bit there together. And I think Strom can uh, not only benefit from that, but I think he can also be a nice addition on the wing there uh, because of his playmaking abilities. The third line, they've been together for quite a while now, which is Dominic Kubelik, Kirby Dock, and Philip Kurashev. And if that trio can remain productive offensively, that is so crucial for this Blackhawks offense. This Those couple of games prior to the pause were really the first time this season where the Blackhawks got some consistent offense from the bottom six. Uh, Dominic Kubalik, hopefully, he can shake the monkey off his back now. As we had in the 2022, it, it was uh, a tough start to the season for him in 2021, and we could definitely use a nice uptick from him offensively. And uh, I, I think it's also big for, for Philip Kershev to continue producing in that role because he really struggled earlier, not <clears throat> earlier on in the year when he wasn't being used in the same spot consistently. Sometimes he'd be on the top line, other nights he'd be on the fourth. Some nights he's playing 16, 17 minutes, some nights he's playing 10 or 11. I think if he can consistently remain on that third line with Kubalik and Doc, that's a good spot for him, and I think he'll be able to uh, consistently provide more and more for this team going forward as long as he's able to stay in that same role. But it's definitely nice to see Khrushchev finally contribute a little bit more than he was uh, earlier on in the season. And then down on the fourth line, that leaves Jujar Kara, who is going to make his return to the lineup, as I talked about earlier uh, in part one, actually, of today's two episodes. And Kara should be skating along with Ryan Carpenter and Mackenzie Enwistle. And Curtis Gabriel is clearly the odd man out of the forward group right now. And I'm really interested to see, uh, once the Johnsons are able to return, both Tyler and Reese, I know that could still be a ways away, um, But it'll be interesting to see if Gabriel, once that happens, if he becomes, you know, a taxi squad guy or kind of what his role will be going forward, because I just don't really ever seeing him being a consistent piece in the lineup as long as everyone remains healthy. He's just kind of someone who's going to draw in every now and then when the team needs his physicality. On the back end for the Blackhawks. I'm really intrigued to see who is going to serve as the seventh defenseman in both of these games over the weekend, because in practice this week, there really wasn't any direct indication of who it could be. Earlier in the week, Eric Gustafson kind of seemed to be the odd man out, uh, but then in practice this morning, interestingly enough, Caleb Jones was the one who was skating on the Hawks' fourth defensive pairing, along with Alec Ragula, who's on the taxi squad. Um, it's going to be interesting. I imagine it's probably going to be down to those two players right now, Gustafson and Caleb Jones. I don't think Riley Stillman is quite in the same boat that they are. So, um, I'd probably guess that we'll see a split between those two in the lineup over the weekend, uh, unless, you know, whoever gets their opportunity tomorrow against the Preds, whether that be Jones or Gustafson, uh, unless one of them, you know, finds themselves on the stat sheet or... Uh, Makes the most of that opportunity, has a great game or something along those lines. Otherwise, I imagine we'll probably see a split between Gustafson and Jones as the seventh defenseman from the Blackhawks over the weekend. All right, that takes care of the Blackhawks' projected forward lines and defensive pairings for tomorrow's game against Nashville. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to talk about the Predators' projected lineup as well as Kevin Lankinen being placed in COVID protocol. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan, because right now, you can get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. In so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, coconut almond or double chocolate? Cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Either way, Filp Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or even taste like a chemical spill. And even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And for a limited time offer, go to BiltBar.com right now. Use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15. That's one word, LOCKED in all caps, followed by the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's builtbar.com with the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next built Bar order.
0: Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks
1: podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two on the show now today, I also wanted to be sure to talk about the COVID-19 issues that both of these teams have been dealing with recently. For the Predators in their last game on Thursday against the Columbus Blue Jackets, which resulted in a 4-3 to shootout loss for them, they were forced to play without forwards Colton Sissons and Thomas Novak, along with defenseman and captain Roman Yossi. I'm not sure if any of those three will be able to clear before tomorrow's game. I know they haven't up to this point. But those would be a big couple of losses for them once again, especially Yossi, who, in my opinion, is probably the best all-around defenseman in the NHL other than maybe Victor Hedman. Uh, but that certainly would be a big, big loss for the Preds if Yossi isn't able to go once again on Saturday against the Blackhawks, but that's definitely a situation to pay attention to before tomorrow's 1 p.m. CT puck drop. But as for the Blackhawks, um, I already went through their projected forward lines and defensive pairings for tomorrow's game, and at the moment, in those two departments, up front and on the back end, the Blackhawks do not have any cases of COVID-19 right now, which is a huge positive, but a huge negative for the team right now is not only does Marc-Andre Fleury still find himself in COVID protocol, and Coach Derek King really didn't sound all that optimistic about Fleury's chances of playing tomorrow, but also, just ahead of practice earlier this morning, Kevin Lankanen was also placed into COVID-19 protocol, leaving the Blackhawks with only Colin Delia and Arvid Soderblom, who was just recently added to the taxi squad in case of an emergency. And a pretty good idea that turned out to be because if they didn't, Delia would have been the lone goalie left on the ice for practice this morning. Not that that's the end of the world, but it definitely is less efficient to have only one netminder for drills and everything going on. So, A really tough situation that the Blackhawks now find themselves in. Uh, Unless Flurry is able to return in the next couple of days by some miracle, then the Hawks are left to go with Delia and Soderblom for their back-to-back games against the Preds and the Flames this weekend. Oh, boy. And as I talked about earlier, it's pretty darn important for the Hawks to go and get off to a good start from this pause because they can't dig themselves into any larger of a hole than they're already in. And it's going to be hard to come away with some wins, considering neither Delia nor Soderblom have seen any NHL action so far this season, and Soderblom hasn't seen any in his career. This is his first season over in North America as a rookie, so what a predicament the Blackhawks find themselves in right now. They're not too badly affected by COVID. They only have two players in protocol, which is pretty fortunate compared to uh, uh, the rest of the teams around the NHL but it's, those two players are both their starting and their backup goaltender. With that being the case right now, it's looking more and more likely that Colin Delia is in line to make his first start of the season tomorrow afternoon against the Nashville Predators. And while this certainly wasn't the way that anyone wanted it to happen, this could be the next major chance here that Colin Delia needed for his career. And it's been a, pa- a tough past couple of years for Colin Delia. Let's rewind it back to the 2018-19 season. The Blackhawks are atrocious. They're dealing with serious goalie issues. Corey Crawford's nowhere to be found. He's got concussion problems. Jeff Glass is starting for crying out loud. Remember those days, Blackhawks fans? And Colin Delia steps onto the scene and really impresses and shows some flashes of having potential to be a really solid NHL netminder one day. The numbers won't exactly back that up when you go and look at uh, the numbers from Delia in those 16 games during the 2018-19 season, but that's because the defense in front of him was atrocious. If you watch those games, then I think you could agree with me that Delia looked pretty darn good in that first bit of NHL action. Following that stretch... He wound up up spending the next season, 2019-20, he wound wound up spending that entire season with the Ice Hogs and put up some real strong numbers, basically achieving all that he needed to at the AHL level, proving, I don't need to be here anymore. Then, let's fast forward to the summer of 2021. Fall of 2021, winter of 2021. The season keeps getting pushed back, but eventually... The NHL and NHLPA agree on a shortened season, and Colin Delia looked to be in line for the starting position, potentially. He was in a three-way battle with Malcolm Subban and Kevin Lankanen, but he was the one who probably had looked the best at the NHL level so far up to that point. Well, what happens? Kevin Lankanen ends up taking the job and running with it, gets off to just a tremendous start to his rookie season, and... Delia kind of found himself as the odd man out there. He never really received an opportunity until the end of the season, the final four or five games. And in total, in five starts on the season, Delia wound up going 1-3-1 and with a 3.59 goals against average and 9.02 save percentage. He didn't look great, but he also didn't look terrible by any stretch. I, th- I thought he made some big saves. Still probably not enough to really know, though, what kind of goaltender he is at this point. Especially with the defense that was in front of the Blackhawks at that point late last season. And then, after not getting traded in the offseason, which I found to be a little bit shocking, Delia once again found himself down at the AHL level to start off this season, even though I think everyone kind of felt he didn't deserve to be there any longer. But now, because of the situation that has unfolded, Delia gets another chance to prove the Blackhawks' organization wrong. And it looks like he's probably going to get the start tomorrow against the Preds. And let me just say this. If Colin Delia goes out there and puts together a really good start, if he gives the Blackhawks a chance to win that game, I think you have to keep giving him more. Because... While I don't necessarily think that Kevin Lankinen has been as bad as the numbers may suggest, there's no denying that it's been a struggle for him so far throughout his second NHL season. And I would just be kind of interested to see if Delia could prove to be the more adequate backup at the NHL level right now, just because of his age and all the experience that he's gone through. And that's not to say that Lankinen isn't deserving of being an NHL goaltender. That's not what I'm saying here at all. But I also think that flipping his role with Delia's could make sense. I don't think Rockford would be the worst thing in the world for Kevin Lankanen right now. To go and gain some more experience. Maybe be playing a little bit more regularly. And also, getting his confidence back up a little bit. He's still pretty raw in terms of his professional game. I think a lot of people are quick to forget that last year was his rookie season at, in, at the NHL level, and there were only 56 games last year, so he's really not even all the way through a full rookie season yet. Considering all of that, I'm really interested to see how Colin Delia is going to handle this opportunity here, because if he plays well... I don't know what's going to happen with that goaltender situation once Kevin Lankinen gets removed from COVID protocol. So I'm really interested to see how Colin Dealy is going to handle this opportunity, being back up at the NHL to try and show uh, not only the Blackhawks, but potentially the rest of the league that he's capable of playing at the highest level. All right, there are some thoughts on Colin Delia projected to be the starter tomorrow for the Blackhawks against the Predators. Coming up in just a moment, I will also talk about Arvid Soderblom potentially being in line to start against Calgary on Sunday, as well as Cale Morris inking an NHL contract. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, betonline.ag has you covered all season on more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season in the NFL and NCAA continues to march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head on over to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, NBA, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN. That's one word in all caps to receive your bonus. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts.
0: and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket. All while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL.
1: All right, we're back here on Locked On Blackhawks. Moving on into segment three real quick. Before I let you all go and enjoy your New Year's, I also needed to talk about the latest transaction that the Blackhawks made to their goaltender department this afternoon. So with both Flurry and Lankanen in COVID protocol at the moment, that left the Blackhawks with, as I said, only Colin D'Elia and Arvid Soderblom available for practice today. Expect Soderblom, by the way, to be moved to the active roster here sometime soon ahead of the game tomorrow against Nashville. The Hawks are going to need to have him dress. Um, but with only two goalies around right now, kind of like when only Marc-Andre Fleury was in COVID protocol in the past couple of days prior to Friday, um, the Blackhawks still wanted to have a safety net in place just in case another goaltender went down. And it wound up being a pretty good idea that they did because Lankanen wound up being unavailable this morning and uh, because Soderblom was just activated to the taxi squad, they were still able to have two goaltenders for practice. Well, with Soderblom expected to leave the taxi squad and join the active roster, the Blackhawks went out and added another security blanket as goaltender Cale Morris who is in the middle of his second season with the Blackhawks organization. Earlier this afternoon, he signed a one-year, $750,000 contract at the NHL level and was immediately added to the taxi squad. That kind of goes to show you just how desperate the Blackhawks are right now, how bad this situation is. They had to go and give a fifth goaltender an NHL contract right now just to make sure they'll have enough tendies over the weekend. It's bad, folks. Not a whole lot here with Morris, um, other than he's just going to kind of serve as a security blanket. And the only way he's even going to sniff game action is if uh, one of Delia and Soderblom were to enter COVID protocol as well, which hopefully we'll never get to that situation. Um, But one thing I also wanted to talk about real quick is that assuming neither Flurry nor Lankinen are able to travel with the team over the weekend, I would guess. That Delia is going to get the start against the Predators tomorrow, that's pretty set in stone at this point, but I'd have to imagine he's not going to get the go in back-to-back games, meaning Arvid Soderblom could actually see his first game of NHL action against the Calgary Flames on Sunday. I'm not going to rule out the possibility that Delia starts both of those games, but I just, I don't know. I don't think they'd want to put that kind of workload on him immediately in his first bit of NHL action this year. So there definitely is a good chance that the 22-year-old Soderblom makes his NHL debut for the Blackhawks on Sunday. And taking a quick look at how Soderblom has fared in Rockford so far this year, in nine appearances, he's got a 4-5 and five record to show for it, along with a 3.15 goals against average and 915 save percentage which is definitely pretty solid for, you know, a first-year professional, especially at only 22 years old. Uh, but the NHL, I mean, it's a completely different beast. It is going to be tough for Soderblom to be ready for that, no matter, you know, how much preparation he does. He's, he's only got nine games of professional experience. It's a, a big step for a 22-year-old kid who was just playing in uh, the SHL a little, not even, not even a year ago. So that could be trouble when the Hawks take on the Calgary Flames this Sunday. But of course, we'll have to wait and see for more updates regarding Marc-Andre Fleury and Kevin Lankinen's status in the next couple of days. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up part two of Friday, December 31st's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks Blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and even Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Bets right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at Jack Bushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Podcast, ad-free
0: on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.